How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. everybody and welcome back to the altar tapes where we dissect oh where we dissect and discuss the altar shorts i'm adrian and i'm so excited to be back of course last week i was here with sheree but this week i am hopping into the train with none other than brother ghoulish ryan himself hello thank you for joining me I accidentally <laughs> blew a kiss at the beginning of that. I don't know if you heard, but yes, everyone, this, this is Brother Ghoulish, host of Brother Ghoulish's Tomb and Brother Ghoulish's Dragula Breakdown and Blurdy Massacre. And I'm so happy to be here. Yes, I'm so excited I get to do one with you because when, hey, we're alternating or, you know, we're going between hosts and switching it up. And it's like, I got to make sure I get Ryan at one point. I love talking with Ryan. So I'm happy that we decided to hop on this one together. And you picked the movie. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about The House Abandoned. And I'm just going to read a a quick little summary. A young kid, Cody, receives a mysterious package. Oh, it says appears with the game, but... It was a grammatic uh, issue, but we get what that means. (laughs) The house abandoned. Can Cody survive this interactive horror text game or become another in its long line of victims? Mm -hmm. It's written and directed by Clint D'Souza, and it has a runtime of six minutes and four seconds. That sweet spot. Oh, yes. Mm. That's like commercial length. <laughs> it, it really, it's a Super Bowl ad for sure. Oh, maybe not. Actually, maybe not. Maybe not. That, those are expensive. Um, yeah. When I saw the runtime, I was like, oh, Ryan just knows the way to my heart. I love a quick. When I hear short, I I want it to be short. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yes, this is gonna this is gonna be just it for me. That's how I felt too, because most of the shorts um, are like over ten minutes, or like sometimes they can get close to like fifteen, twenty, and those ones I rarely watch. But a six minute one, especially when, with this type of depth. I, I was feeling it. I mean, whoever yeah. the colorist was for these scenes deserves like some type of award, to be honest. So gorgeous. The lighting was amazing in the yes. short. I was living, even like the sound design, everything was so like, 
immersive and i think it's kind of meant to be that way because it's like a, a game you know like he's playing a video game kind of thing so i like just the immersion that they can put us through with this uh short for sure it felt like he was in a disco at one point and i was like i would love to die in a disco like that's <laughs> that's fabulous you know yes if i'm gonna die it needs to be you know by throat slicing at a Ooh. disco for sure <laughs> i need it i really do no, no, no. It's got to be by Nim Daddy, like you guys talked about in, <laughs> in the pod episode. You had me and my uh, fiance did listen to that episode with the Nim Daddy part. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite is, uh, um, oh my gosh, 13 Ghosts. Like, if I'm going to die, it needs to be, you know, I don't know how, I don't want to, I, I always, I'm like, I can't be too bad on the altar tapes. I don't want to be naughty. But yeah, the way of going out in 13 Ghosts is kind of how I want to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love this entire short. What made you kind of gravitate toward this one? Why did you want to talk about this one? A, a big piece of it was, first and foremost, it was one of my faves. I, I really like this short. Like I said, I like the runtime. Like, it's really, like, cute and tidy. But more important than that, I like how they, like, packed a bunch of goodies into that that small window. Like, it's like you're opening up a box of candies. And you actually get like salmon and sirloin steak tips and, you know, a <laughs> bottle of Chablis. And it, it's a little questionable how they would have fit all that into a little box, but you're pleased nonetheless. That's oh, yeah, the spirit sure. of this short. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I love when a short leaves me with questions. I love when I'm like, I need to know more. Because I think, you know, most shorts, I think the goal is to wet the whistle you know you want to see more perhaps from the director or from an actor in it or just in general you want to see more and I love this one because in my head I was like like the theories were running I was like I need to know like I want to know how this works I want to know if like the game itself is set up to be based off of somebody's like fears maybe is this like this kid's biggest fear is he playing a game that's based on that I just want to know more so I just loved in six minutes how much that they made me want to explore this video game much more. I like that you said that because that's real. Like my my um noodle was noodling too around like what is actually happening underneath because it felt like he was unleashing some type of bloodthirsty demon or something like because like demons typically they're not allowed to just roam around earth like you have to unleash them there's something that has to happen so nine times out of ten they're tricking the girls and this would have been a good way to trick me because i'm old enough where i had games that were um on like those dos looking computers and the stuff. floppy disks too yeah <laughs> i definitely i had floppy disks and so and i remember i felt so like just what's the pc cute word to say what i'm thinking um i felt on top of things there we go when my father got me like really translucent colorful ones like the roy g bibs oh you yes. couldn't tell me anything and i had a little uh lime green uh case that i would keep them in and i would just oh, sit yes. at the little thing and pop the disc in and start typing <laughs> on my little word processor oh you couldn't tell me nothing <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah she was ready to roll she was a tech queen back in the day for sure oh absolutely yes <laughs> my favorite floppy disk was the purple iridescent one oh yes she was everything to me yeah, so this movie also, I mean, it feels like, what, early 2000s, yep. maybe late 90s. Uh, so I was like, oh, okay, cute. I love the aesthetic. That aesthetic now is, like, very, 
you know, that's kind of the moment now. That's what people are like kind of hearkening back to. We see a lot of 90s, early 2000s reference in the media. So it felt very timely in a weird way. So watching it, I was like, oh, yes, this is nice. I live for this. I love this aesthetic. This is how I grew up. Those big ass computers were like everything to me. Just everything. I loved it. I loved this movie so much. And like you said, the aesthetic of everything was so nice. But with the video game itself, I kind of like it. It kind of feels like a choose your own adventure kind of thing also, which I really yeah. enjoy because those are my favorite kinds of games to play when you get to pick the path that you go on. Me too. That's why um, uh, one of the things that me and my fiance have done, I'll sometimes grab the old choose your old scare goosebump books and I'll like walk him through them because I I played them like as a kid, but he didn't. So I thought it would be like fun. Like you're right. Like the choose your own scare is just, it's nice and it's it it's simple. You don't need like a lot to make that effective. I mean, if you want to see that on that level, then you could also look at like Bandersnatch on Black Mirror. I think of uh, like stuff like that, for example, but it's not necessary. Same. And I really enjoy it. Like you said, with the kid, I do like that they focus on the kid because it does also, like you said, it has that vibe where it could be potentially maybe he's making this all up in his head. And I thought that was maybe going to be like the twist ending is like, when the person walked through the door at the end, I thought it was gonna maybe be his dad. We were gonna get like a little moment where he was imagining these things. And then we would get like a different like ending where like something happened where we're like, oh yeah, no, this game really is like corrupt and evil or there's a demon attached to it. Um, but yes, I really enjoyed just the aspect of the kid being involved. And also Ryan, I, I love when we get to see kids in horror and not always because sometimes the acting could be a little she can be a little crunchy sometimes yeah but with this kid he did fantastic with his mm -hmm. role in this film and i love seeing a kid in horror because it always just has like a taboo effect to it i'm like are we going to see a child you know be unalived are we going to see something that we don't want to see because it always puts you in a really uncomfortable position and i think that's the fun part about horror is being put in a spot where you're like you're very tense your body doesn't know what to do and you're afraid about you know you're afraid to see what's going to happen here so I love going on that roller coaster of uh, emotions, and I definitely had that with this too because I was nervous for the kid, obviously. Yeah, I was too. I didn't think they'd kill him. Oh, I didn't either. And when it <laughs> happened, I I gasped. I was like, ah! and I just I had to take a moment. I had to press pause. I was like, not not this kid dying like this. I was I every time it happens, I'm like always panicked and shocked because I you never expect to see it, and when it does, you're always taken aback. At least they pan the camera away, like, you know, real stylistically. Like, it goes to the side, you hear him screaming for his life, and then all of a sudden you see the strawberry jam, like, fly against the screen, <laughs> and we understand that to be him being slayed. But because of, like, the, un like, the hyper, I don't even know what that's called, like, that hyper shade of, of blood and the way the environment shift at one point and how it looks, I am wondering if most of this was in his imagination or if this is like, you know, fanciful murdering wanderings of a yeah. child, um, <laughs> Dahmer maybe. But yeah, like <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely wondering that too. Like, is this, is, is this in his imagination? Yeah, the blood very, yeah, she very much gave me video game blood. Um, but you know what? It's It's fine. It's perfectly fine. And also with, this entire short i like how when he's typing stuff in I, that scared me like i hate when that kind of stuff happens because i always expect stuff like that to happen if i'm on the internet if i'm typing in things like i just i'm always afraid that like 
I don't know. Just the fact that he's putting in information and typing things to me, it's like, oh, you know, somebody has this information. They're they're they can see what he's typing, so they're entering into the house, like they're playing up what he's typing. But again, it's probably just like a demon spirit or something along those lines. But when he would type something and then it would happen, it always like that freaked me out. And as a kid, I know I would have surely have like just hit under the covers right away. Yeah, I would too. I wasn't I wasn't that kid. Like I was very afraid of um I mean, I guess I was about to say ridiculous things, but it's not, it's not ridiculous to be afraid of a home invader, but <laughs> I would imagine these things. Maybe that's a better way to put it. And I'd hide under the blanket or like when it was my responsibility to turn all the lights off downstairs, I'd be hitting the lights and just book into my room. Like <laughs> I still be doing that. Like, no, no lie. No yeah, lie at all. Yeah, I still too. like, I was still, if I'm feeling a little bit uneasy, I'm going to check under the bed. I'm going to, you know, make sure all the curtains are closed. I'm going to, you know, take my time because... Do you check behind the shower curtain too? I do that. Uh, I do. I have to. I have to. You, 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 I feel like you're not a fan of horror. I don't want to say that. <laughs> but like, I feel like if you don't like have the urge to want to check behind a shower curtain, like you're not... You haven't seen a horror movie because that's just like one of the instincts that you always have. Anytime I go to somebody's house, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, let me make sure nobody's in this uh, shower real fast. I just, I have to, I have to. I check the closets before I like, if I'm staying at somebody's house, I'm like, let me just make sure nobody's living in this house. Let me make sure nobody's hiding in the closets. Like I have to do that. I have to be hyper aware of everything because I consume so much horror. So like, I'm just mm -hmm. on edge. <laughs> yeah, same here. And it was clear that this kid doesn't consume a lot of horror because at one point when he's going through the prompts, I'm like, I wouldn't feel comfortable with the environment, like signaling that something's going on. One, continue playing the game. And two, commanding that thing to come upstairs and come into my room. But to be fair, I'm happy he did because it was still fun. And just because I'm like that doesn't mean that there's like another kid or another adult who was a kid doing the same thing who's like, this is my escapism. This is where when things are going crazy outside of my bedroom door, this is how I cope. I play my game. It's like, what? what's going on, child? Let me keep playing this game. <laughs> Yeah, he's trying to escape reality, but he little does he know like he's a part of it. And yeah, that was the first thing I was like, I was like, is this kid crazy when he's like enter the house and then like it's like you see the kitchen, you see the stairs, and he's like, go upstairs. I'm like, no, you don't go upstairs. That was the first thing that he said to do. I was like, no, sir, we are not going to do this. That's going to lead to trouble. But apparently, like you said, he doesn't consume a lot of horror or it's not his favorite <laughs> genre because he he made all the wrong decisions and he died very quickly. It makes me wonder if his friend that had told him about the game who went missing, <laughs> maybe he had a better fight because this kid just, he gave in really quickly. I thought for a second you were about to say, I wonder if that guy coming in was his friend Todd. Because at first I was like, Todd like going missing is a sign that this thing killed the hell out of him. Yeah. But no, maybe there was a, a hint there that there was something else going on. Yeah, maybe like Todd was like taken into the game. Maybe this is now Todd. Maybe again, the theories. Maybe he has if in order for him to get out, he has to sucker somebody else in, kind of thing. Oh I love that. What's happening with this game? What's what's going on with this floppy disk? Because I would love that. Yeah. It, you know what, though? This feels like a piece of a, a larger story. It does. Like, it, it feels kind of like a cold open to a story that is about a video game that does trap people's souls or unleashes, like, something into the world to kill them. Yes. And I love 
video game horror so much. I feel like we don't have a lot of films. I think that people look to video game horror and think of it as like a masterpiece. You know what I'm saying? I feel like yeah. that's its own subgenre within horror that a lot of people maybe don't take too seriously. Oh, but yeah. I love it. I love video game horror so much. So I love that this did, like you said, it felt like a very solid opening to a very good video game horror movie. What was the name of that one um, that in the early 2000s about, um, they actually used the lore of Elizabeth Bathory and mm-hmm. if you die in the game, you die in real life. I can't remember the name of, it wasn't called uh, Game Over, right? No, it was called Stay Alive. There we go. Frankie Muniz, I think? Yes. From, uh, what was he in? Malcolm, Malcolm in the middle. middle. Okay, yeah, with him and Sophia Bush of... Uh, One Tree Hill fame, I believe, is she's on One Tree Hill. Yeah, a great movie. I I love that movie. Me too. Like, unapologetically, I love that movie. And when we covered it for uh, our podcast not too long ago, I was like, hmm, I used to love this movie as a kid. I didn't realize how <laughs> silly it is. But you know what? Even through all the silliness, I still love it. I love video game horror. The thought of like like playing a video game and like being thrust into a real world situation is like my favorite thing. And that's a, something as a kid I was always like super into, which is why I like this short. It feels very reminiscent of just how my brain operated as a kid. Anytime I played a video game, I thought exactly this. I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. My imagination would run wild, and I would think something would happen. And I just love it. I love video game horror so much. Wasn't his computer kind of giving you the the shady ass PC from Courage the Cowardly Dog? <laughs> you remember how that computer would read Courage? Like it would yes. literally, he'd be like, please help me. He'd be like, you know, say it, don't break, <laughs> you know, or slow down. I only speak English or something like that. Like, he was always just mean. And it felt like yeah. at one point he flipped into that because like, he's like, no, go downstairs. Don't come in my room. It's like, does not compute. (laughs) (laughs) He really was. He's like, turn around. And it's like, I don't understand. I was like, you shady little bitch. And then it's just like, it's so funny too, because he's trying to type like, turn around, go away. And it's just like, enter room. And it's just like flashing, enter room. I was like, kid, you really messed up. And when that man just walked into the room out of nowhere, I was like, we're really going to do this. And he walked in with the knife. The lights were like a bright red. I was like, this is my sleep paralysis demon. She's coming to get me. <laughs> this is what I see when I have sleep paralysis, for sure. A man with a knife in the corner. Okay, that's hella frightening. I could <laughs> I, I could not. I'd be like, oh, okay, I'm just going to die now. Just <laughs> just take me. <laughs> Listen, I can have a whole discussion of like my sleep paralysis journey. I, I don't have it anymore, which is really nice. It was like during like college, I had it really, really bad. Um, but this was kind of reminiscent of that for sure. Because the bright red lights is something that you really feel. I don't know if it's actually there, obviously. I don't know how, you know, sleep paralysis is its own thing. But when you are like undergoing that, or at least for me personally, like the room feels like it's a bright red. And that, uh, the ending scene here definitely gave me those vibes because it was just a bright red. It was very vibrant. And just the dark figure, I was like, oh yeah, this gives me some sleep paralysis vibes for sure. Let me find out the sleep paralysis demon is from the house abandoned. Imagine there's a great documentary. I think it's on Shutter. I would have I'm gonna have to find the name and have to send it to you. But it talks about just sleep paralysis in general and they get really mm-hmm. in depth with it. And there are people in there who do mention like a light, uh like a red light also. So I was like, when I watched that, I was like, okay, I don't feel 
I don't feel alone in this anymore because like for the longest time I was like so terrified of it and like didn't I didn't like really talk to anybody about it yeah I felt kind of I felt a little loopy at times but when I watched that documentary I was like terrified obviously like completely frightened but I was like oh, okay so I'm not the only individual who goes through this and obviously a lot of it's linked to like stress and things like that yeah but it was just like I was like yeah I feel very seen and this scene at the end definitely gave me those vibes hmm well that's that's pretty frightening. <laughs> Maybe that's if you what... haven't had to deal with it. Be happy because she's terrifying. Ooh, yeah. More. Um, damn. I'm sorry <laughs> about that, Adrian. <laughs> I really am. We'll have to have a deep discussion because there are so many, and I'm not gonna get into that now, obviously. But there's there's some scary stuff that, like, I at least felt during those times. So we'll have to talk about it sometime. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I want to hear about it. And I'll just be um, burning sage while I'm talking to you. So I don't tempt it over here. Because like Emilio has it. He has sleep paralysis. And Does like, he? I'm always so nervous. It's going to be me one day. Because my older brother used to have it. Like, it, I've heard about this for years. But mm-mm. That's crazy. Does he, like, do you ever like sense it when he has like sleep paralysis? Like, if you think like the next day, does he like, he's like, hey, I had sleep paralysis last night. Like, you ever no, I'll be like, knocked out, child. <laughs> no <laughs> shade. <laughs> You're like, I don't have to deal with that demon shit. I'm doing Mm-mm. just fine over here. Okay, because, you know, my partner, I remember, I think I had sleep paralysis the last time, I think was around the time I first started, like, dating my partner. And mm-hmm. I remember I had sleep paralysis next time at one point, which, again, in my mind, I was like, can I trust this man? Um, but, like, the next day, he was like, were you okay last night? And I was like, why? He's like, I don't know. You just, like, were, like, really stiff at one point, And it was, like, really weird. He's like, I just felt, like, a really weird energy. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, I had sleep paralysis. And when he didn't think I was crazy at that point, I was like, oh, yeah. okay, I can hang out with him for a bit. Oh, um, but yeah, because like he, he felt it like right away. He's like, I felt like he's, like, I felt really weird last night at one point. And I was like, well, little did you know, I was fighting for my life in my sleep. So Freddy Krueger was about to get my ass. Oh, no, don't claim that. Uh-uh. See, after this <laughs> recording, like, you, I got to burn some Palo Santo up in here or something because. <laughs> You don't call the sleep paralysis, David. You don't call Freddy Krueger. I rebuke it. I take that energy back. I I, I have fought and conquered my sleep paralysis. <laughs> I'll take all the energy. Don't worry about it. Um, also, the kid at the beginning was a little snappy with his parent, with his dad specifically. I When kids get snappy in things, I'm always like, see, this is why I'm never going to have children. I just I can't. I can't. I'm not going to let you be like, slam the door in my f- face and scream about privacy and like girl like you can have your privacy i'm trying to come give you a hug goodbye you're not gonna give me all this attitude all of a sudden i i don't feel like he was that snappy you were i can tell you about to be a parent or take no bs like my the thing is me and my parents have like a really weird like loose relationship so like i mean i wouldn't i would never try to slam the door in in their house like that's a that's a big no-no in black families but i was gonna but ask I, you, I was like would you ever do that oh, like, no. I have so much trouble with it. that's why like maybe it's just like my my childhood coming back but like yeah no you'd probably be recording with somebody else because i wouldn't be here i'd be dead like there'd be no brother ghoulish there'd be some like house abandoned parallel universe version of brother ghoulish what would that even be sister snugglish Sister fairy, I have no idea. Sister something, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't have tried that. But he, I guess, I don't know. He he was trying to like be to his lonesome for this game since the beginning of the short. Like he definitely didn't want to have like any other 
interactions. And it's like in the middle of the night, so it's close to what should be bedtime for him, which is another reason why it may not be, this might be heavily impacted by his imagination. Yeah, the parents are leaving him so late at night. I wonder how, because he's giving me like 10, maybe? Like 10 yeah, yeah, I think that sounds right, like 10. 10, 12, see? I worry too much. I worry too much about my fur babies already as it is. So like, I was like, I'm not gonna leave my kid alone this late at night. I couldn't. But if he's giving me attitude, maybe, maybe I need a break because <laughs> again, the door slamming, I just, I was taken aback. Like again, you know, in my Mexican household, that wasn't gonna be, that wasn't gonna fly at all. When we slammed the door, the fly swatter was on the other side, ready to come in and start <laughs> knocking this out. So I was just, I was probably just triggered. I was like, oh, no, sir, you're gonna get in trouble. I don't like that. Uh-uh, that's you about to get tapped. No, the things I would get in trouble for, I I don't know. I used to get away with murder. I, I don't know. I think so, too. I was pretty spoiled, I think, as a kid. Now, that, like, looking back on it, for sure. For sure. It didn't feel like it at the time, but, yeah. I probably I probably was like this kid. I don't even I can't remember slamming doors, but maybe I did at one point or another, playing video games and thinking I'm in some kind of crazy horror movie. This is very much my vibe. I was very much this kid, for sure. I would I would close my door and read the Harry Potter books. I was really big on those. Or I would like um try to watch the Toxic uh Britney Spears music video. And because I had AOL, it would take like fifteen minutes of buffering, and it would look <laughs> terrible. It was so pixelated that the Sims would look more realistic than what I was looking at. <laughs> and I'd be like, the taste of your li-. and then it would stop yes. and be buffering, buffering. <laughs> <on> the <laughs> vibes. Being a little queer kid and like literally learning and teaching myself choreography to these music videos in my room with the door locked, definitely speaking to my <laughs> to my life for sure. Lady Gaga was definitely that one for me, girl. Anytime a music video dropped, I was like, let me let me close this door real fast. <laughs> let oh, me, yeah. I'm gonna close the door. I'm gonna lock it, and I'm gonna teach myself, you know, the choreography, the poker face. We're gonna do that today. Oh yes, yes. See, we here, we here. We understand. We understand. The people we can't, can't see us, but we're doing the eyes thing. Yes, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this kid was very much me. When I would watch a horror movie, when I wasn't supposed to watch a horror movie, same thing. Door would be closed. Mm-hmm. I'd pop the VHS in, and I listen. What I would do, <laughs> I uh, when I would be watching something I wasn't supposed to, I always had the return button. Remember that thing on the TV? So I would always have like Nickelodeon on oh, yeah. one channel, and then I would be like on Sci-Fi on the other, and I would be watching something, and then when my mom would come in. Really fast. So it hit, yeah, Spongebob was on the TV or something. And I was like, hey, mom, I'm not watching, you know, people get murdered right now. So. <laughs> oh, my God. I used to do that, too. Like, I, I forgot about it until you brought it back up. Like, that was a strategy I would do, too. Like, I would sit pro- like prone so yeah. I wouldn't fall asleep. On high alert. <laughs> yes. For sure. 2 a.m., girl. I would be watching Drew Paul's Drag Race Season 2 at 2 a.m. on Logo. High alert, ready to hit back really fast just in case my mom walked in. I was ready to roll, so. For me, it was uh, Beyond Belief Factor Fiction. That was one. Um, The Twilight Zone. And um, it was so many of them. Uh, The Outer Limits. Like, uh, there was this one strange one on Fox. It was like a behind the mask like magician kind of thing that i thought was pretty cool i can't remember the name of it that sounds very familiar beyond belief factor fiction was my and it was so scary so scary there was this one i think i think it was took place on halloween night and i think it's like when oh my god 
I'm about to go on YouTube and try to find it. But it's like a couple, I think, or maybe it's somebody by themselves. I don't remember. But there's like a figure that's just out in their yard on Halloween night. And like throughout oh, the night, she keeps getting closer and closer and closer. And like the wind starts picking up. That one was like the one thing that traumatized me as a child. Another thing with me on... <laughs> you're bringing up my childhood trauma i remember <laughs> i was watching this one time i was watching one of these episodes and you know they were going through it and then i was at my grandma's house and a house fire happened while i was watching beyond the belief at one point and so like i remember i was sitting there of course like already scared out of my mind with what i was saying and all of a sudden the fire alarm goes off people in the house start screaming and like my my uncle pops into the room is like we gotta go there's a fire terrified so i have that trauma linked to that show for sure but i was obsessed with her Oh yeah, and yeah, I mean, it's same. Like I was scared, but I would still turn up and watch. Like there's, it's fun to be scared. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that's probably why that kid kept playing because like he was he was scared, but it's like th- there's a childish thrill to that, like that you just don't. Uh, I mean, probably not for for everyone. Like maybe if you're someone who doesn't enjoy being scared, but I think as horror fans, you get what I'm saying. It's like it's just fun to be scared. Oh yeah, there is a there's a type of high that you feel when you're scared. Oh yeah, for sure. And yeah, I definitely understand. If I was his age and this was happening to me, I probably also would probably continue forward. I think I would. Because well. in my head, I, in my head, I probably would be like, this isn't real. I'm thinking it. I'm imagining it. The door didn't slam. But when that did happen, I was like, kid, you got to get out of this house. My God, I wanted him to get out window. so bad. I'm like, jump out the window. Like, not to, because usually a lot of those houses, especially in horror movies, they're structured like Cindy's room where you can like climb up. <laughs> There's like a little, I've always wanted that because of horror movies. Like, I always yes. wanted like the little window you could step out and just walk down on the little rose vine wall and shit. That was so yes. cute. I always want to sneak like, boys into my room like that too, but I never got to do it. <laughs> I didn't have that luxury. You know, we were back in the day when I was a kid, we lived in a mobile home out in the middle of nowhere. So that wasn't my tea at all. But what's really nice is in my house now, we have like a little, like outside the window, there's like a railing. Or oh, it's nice. not even like a railing. It's just like, it's flat enough to where I could like get out if I needed to. Mm-hmm. So I was like really happy when we got this house. I was like, oh yeah, just in case I'm getting chased or something through my house. If I pop out this window here or the window <laughs> that's in the office space, like there is like a spell. There's a spot where I can walk. It gives me very Kirby's house in Scream 4 where it's nice. not like a balcony or anything, but like there's enough like room to maneuver around just in case. If Cody's house is set up like mine, he would have been short. Like if it's set up like yours, he could have like went out of me fine right now if i were to try to go out this window it's like straight down there's no ledge there's nothing and this is like one of those like townhouses that's like three stories so it's going to be a fall oh yeah she's she may not make it out alive but i would have i would fool <laughs> sally from texas chainsaw massacre and i would just blast myself through that window and stop it <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> yeah i'm gonna take myself out the way hey i'm making my own choice here if i'm getting chased or if this person's trying to break into my room i'm busting out the window no matter what I'm gonna try to flirt with them real quick. Um, not if I'm a ten year old. I'm talking about like right. Yeah, I wasn't right that now. racy at ten. But right uh, <laughs> if they come in here now, I'm gonna try to use sex appeal to save myself. If if this is the last resort, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna try to Stockholm my syndrome out of uh my way out of this. That's for sure. Honestly, until I like really started talking about like movies with Stormy, because Stormy she's you know she's very into uh, her monsters and her horror characters and until then i wasn't like that into it but now like i'm like if i'm showering and i'm naked and somebody were to come in i might just like 
I might just go along with it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Plus, I'm full. I'm full of it. Like, I'm making it sound like I'm crying, but like, it's something hot, like home invasion. Like, oh my god, it's like, no, right? <laughs> it's a little hot. It's like, oh, you broke into my house. Okay, no. <laughs> you really, you really want to see me? Okay, yeah. I see well, how it is. The guys yeah. on Grinder don't try this hard, so if you're already in my house, hey. <laughs> we're already on a different level. So you know, we might as well just have fun while you're here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll order dinner. You already got you got into my house. You brought yourself here. You paid for the gas ticket here. I'll get us some dinner after this. We can we can watch some Beyond Belief Factor Fiction real quick. We can play uh, some House Abandoned. I have a whole itinerary for us. Yeah, we have a playlist of altar shorts we can watch. You know what, though, when we were talking about this, there's a one-to-one -one relationship of what we're experiencing. The nostalgia for the short is one element of it, but you know what else it is? That love that we have for these horror anthology TV series. Like, Ultra kind of feels like that. It's like you're, if you hit play and they just start to, like, rifle through the stories, because um, that's typically what I do. Like, I just hit play on one and then they'll just start to auto-suggest the rest of them. Right. It kind of mirrors like sitting up late at night and watching like these horror anthology TV shows that we fell in love with. And it's really cool because there's since there's so many different like creators involved with it, it's like diverse. Like you really, you, yes. you don't know what you're going to get on altar. And, I, and that's a lot of fun. Oh yeah. I love it. I mean, especially doing this podcast, like every time, every time I come on here, like the movie is completely different and mm -hmm. which is so fun. It's like, when I was like, yeah, let's do this. Let's jump into this podcast. I was like, I've seen so many of these altar shorts. Like I've seen these films. And then like we go into it and there's so many that I haven't seen that I Same. didn't realize. And I was like, damn, they really have it all for everybody. Like you said, the diversity, the different lengths, depending on what you're feeling at that moment in time. Fantastic. And this is one of those ones where I think I would definitely show it to anybody and everybody because it's just, it's quick. It's six minutes. It is yeah. so enjoyable. I think everybody has that experience as a kid where you're playing a video game and maybe, you know, you're kind of freaked out a little bit. And I don't know. I really enjoyed it. And the ending was a gag for sure. And I love oh, yeah. when they have a gaggy ending. Yeah, it shows what I love a gaggy ending too. But um, <laughs> I, I, I feel like they just land at the plane and they're proof as to like why you don't always need like a feature length bracket to tell like a really engrossing and scary and really beautiful story. Yeah, I agree. And this is one of those shorts. I loved it so much and I will surely be showing everybody that I can. This oh yeah, me too. I feel like this is a good place to, 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 to close out. I mean, we, we milked how much time out of a six minute short? <laughs> minutes or so look at fun. us always a feat i mean of course you know the conversation has uh varied uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we did fantastic and you know what hey when the when the content is this good it's very easy to talk about it yeah i agree i agree yeah uh, so like, yeah hmm i'm trying to think which short am i going to cover next hmm, hmm. Hmm. I guess I'm just gonna have to keep listening to find out, right? Yeah, it'll be a surprise. Yeah. Next week's gonna be a surprise. Absolutely. You want to <laughs> tell everybody where to find you? Yes. So you can find me in pretty much all my personal pages. It's always the same. It's at Adrian Ray. Ray spelled R A E E. There is two E's. And you can follow my podcast, the Slasher Podcast, at slash underscore her underscore pod on everything. And Ryan, where can everybody find you? Well, first of all, y'all really need to pull up on Slash Her. Um, the podcast is good. It is very funny. All right. So with that being said, you can find me at Brother Ghoulish on all social media things. 
And you can find my podcast, uh, Brother Ghoulish's Tomb, where I do horror reviews and horror, oh, sorry, Lula, <laughs> and Brother Ghoulish's Dragula Breakdown, where I talk about the Boule Brothers Dragula, anywhere podcasts are played. And you can also find Blurdy Massacre there, where I talk about blurred culture with my co-hosts, Zero Gravity and Sheree the Slayer. Yes. Y'all better pull up on Ryan. Like, literally, my one of my favorite horror content creators. Oh. Pull up on the TikTok. Pull up on Blurdy. Pull up on all of it. Get to the Patreon. Listen to the Dracula Breakdown. Like, legitimately, you guys will never be disappointed with Ryan. Oh, and the same goes. To, look, with talent runs together, baby. Look, we, we get it done <laughs> tonight. <laughs> Listen, you know, fate brought us So, <laughs> thank you, Alter. Yes, thank you, Alter. <laughs> and everyone, have a good night. Bye, everybody. Bye. The Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.